and all the excuses we make. Yeah, yeah, we're already we're already recording. Oh, episode episode forty nine, Throttle the Fittest. We're back. This is yes, uh, we are. one week from our last one, which is pretty crazy. It's the first time we've done that in the last few months. Yes. I'm proud. Yes. I'm proud. Proud is, is an understatement. I'm ecstatic with. Our, yeah. Uh, well, our, it's bigger than us. It's bigger than us, Ross. It's for the people. We got to get in here. We got to be selfless and we got to give. That's a fact. That's a fact. And we're here to give now. So Glenn, what's uh, what are we talking about today? Huh? So today we're talking about this easy 20 minute exercise you can do to improve intelligence, focus, energy levels, sex drive, decrease anxiety, depression. Um, You're telling me I can improve all of that in 20 minutes? Exactly. With one, with one exactly. exercise? And it's crazy too, because I, I talked to so many entrepreneurs, high performers, we work with a lot of them. Um, some would say we are them. Um, and it's funny because they, they make up the excuses. They're like, I don't have time to, to invest 20 minutes. And most of them aren't punching a time clock. So if you're not getting paid by the hour, then you probably are on a pay scale of some sort that um, it would behoove you to be more productive, more efficient, and get your, get your task done or be more creative. Um, and if you're getting paid by the task or what you can get completed, then really investing 20 minutes of time to be more productive is, uh, is a no-brainer, uh, especially if it makes you as productive as we're going to talk about in a second. And it's literally a simple 20-minute exercise you can do. Um, so we're going to plug a book real quick. This is one of my favorite books that we're going to get most of our knowledge from. And we might actually mess up some of the clinical studies in here. So if you want to correct us, you can just go buy the book and correct us. Uh, yeah. I've read it three times, but um, you know I don't have it with me right now. Uh, the book is called Spark. And Spark, um, one of the case studies they have in the book is these middle school students from Naperville, Illinois. And in Naperville, Illinois, they're trying to figure out how can I make these children more intelligent? and get rid of the raising depression levels, the raising anxiety levels in our school. So they actually found this secret 20 minute exercise that they gave these children. Now, instead of doing study hall, they eliminated study hall and they added in this 20 minute exercise every single morning. And what happened was these students went from an international test where just like you would probably guess the Asian countries were killing us. Um, we were, uh, they, this school particularly was 11 and 18th or 11 and 17th in the world in math and science. Within a year, after they implemented this 20-minute exercise per morning and took away study hall, right? So they took away study time, which we've been told, hey, you got to study if you want to get to your goal. Studying is more important than anything else. They took it away, gave them this 20-minute exercise. They were one in six in the world in math and science. So they were the number one school in science and number six in math. And we finally, you know, got our students to be intelligent enough to beat all the Asian countries who've been kicking our ass in math and science for so many years. And it was all so, thanks to this 20 minute exercise. Exactly. So what did they do? What is the special exercise they did? So everyone pull out your pen, your piece of paper, 
take notes because we're going to go over that 20 minute exercise right now and what it is so that you can become more intelligent every single day is exercise. Boom. We've been saying it the whole time. (laughs) Literally the 20 minute exercise is just exercise. We've been saying it. There was no drum roll needed. We've been saying exercise this whole time. We tricked you kind of. All they did. All they did at the, at Naperville was they made the kids wear heart monitors, made them get their heart rate up. That was it. Sometimes it was running a mile. Sometimes instead of playing like soccer, where it was like nine on nine or whatever they had in the PE class, they'd make it three on three. So that way there's no kids just standing and, and, you know, being a wallflower, all the kids had to participate and this would get their heart rates up. And then they were graded on their heart rate monitor. So their effort. So literally all you have to do to increase your intelligence, energy levels, everything is just give yourself 20 minutes every single morning and become smarter. Now, if you're an entrepreneur, a high performer, or a person who prides themselves in their intelligence, you're probably trying to become more intelligent. If you're not putting in 20 minutes of exercise in the morning, then you're dumber, you're more anxious, and you're more depressed. So it's not, do you have 20 minutes to exercise every morning? It's, you don't have an excuse not to exercise 20 minutes per morning. Yeah, absolutely. And when you do it so often now, you got to get into that habit and that routine of doing it so much that when you don't do it for one day, you feel like, like you said, just off track, fatigued. You feel out out uh, out of your element a little bit. Like when I was moving this weekend, I didn't do like my typical workout um, and I felt like a piece of shit. Even with the move? Because moving, like you burn well, no. a ton of calories. Oh, it, was a, it was a lot. It, the moving sucked. But um, but like on like Sunday, uh, I think I moved Friday, Saturday, Sunday, I like was just set, setting everything up. Didn't, didn't really work out. Didn't move. Um, didn't move much. And I was just like out of it on Monday got back to it though you know what I mean but um but so many people are in that state where they're trying to get into that habit of moving every day like you said even if it's just 20 minutes um you just got to do it consistently enough to where it feels worse not to do it oh 100 percent 100 percent so um in this study uh, with these Naperville, Illinois students, they found a lot of, a lot of different things. Um, and there's a ton of like awesome studies that they, they found and they cite in the book Spark. Uh, one of them was they like put kids in the, the top percentile for healthy and, and fit and the ones in the lower. Yeah. And the ones that were healthy and fit um, actually outscored. Uh, it was like 67% of them had a passing grade and the ones that were unfit, uh, it was like 14 or something like that had a passing grade. So it's a huge gap of intelligence um, when it comes to just kids that exercise are in good shape. And on a hormonal level, it affects your body in so many different ways. Um, and nowadays, like when we see kids or even adults, uh, we try to give them a magic pill, right? Like if they're, they can't focus in class, here's some Adderall. And if you're depressed in class, here's some Zola. Who's giving kids Adderall? Dude, 
doctors. Is that a big thing? Jeez. Yeah, dude. There's I guess, I just, know I, I guess I, just, I guess I just know that from college. I guess I'm thinking like younger kids. Yeah, dude. Dude, yeah. people are getting Addies real young. Dang. Um, I personally never used one to study. Um, for me, it's more of a, it's more of a, like a limitless pill so I can drink alcohol and be super focused at the same time. Um, when I used to do that stuff, I don't do it anymore. That's terrible. You've changed. You've changed. Yeah. I'm a changed man. There were days where I partied. Um, but yeah, like they're, they're definitely giving these kids pills to try to help them. And these pills do have an effect hormonally on their levels. And what they found in the book spark was they cited other studies that showed the exact same amount of hormones that are given out or hormonal knobs and levers that are, are changed, uh, for like serotonin, dopamine, those things, um, norepinephrine, when you're taking these drugs in a side by side study, exercise does the exact same thing for these kids. Um, so really there's only one difference. The kids that got the pill, they had what we like to call an external locus of control. They felt like the pill was doing the change for them. They felt like the pill was responsible for their mood and they felt powerless without the pill. Now the kids that did the exercise, they felt empowered. They had this internal locus, which is one of the things that psychology majors will tell you. Like that's how you know you're successful. They take control. They take power of a certain situation um, and they own responsibility for it. Well, these kids that did the exercise felt responsible for their good mood. They felt responsible and empowered for their focus. They felt like for how they looked, everything. So, I mean, you can take a pill or you just do the 20 minutes of exercise and feel empowered. And that's going to just drip down into the rest of your life. It's going to cascade into the rest of your life when you're empowered at work, when you're empowered, when you're talking to a girl for the first time, when you're empowered, when you feel sexy in front of your husband, when you're empowered, when you're leading a group of, of kids, like all those little things that you do in your life where it would be great to be empowered you'll have that just because you're practicing that and you're adjusted for it on a hormonal level. It's huge. Dude. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. And I mean, it's a natural remedy, dude. I mean, it's, it's something that you don't have to rely on. Like you said, Adderall or, or some sort of uh, substance that's going to put you over that edge and, and get the job done for you. Just do it on your own. Yeah. And it's funny because um, we've, we've talked about this so many times on how we have this childhood obesity epidemic um, and they talk about it in Sprout or in Spark, like <laughs> how exercise can help you and like help you lose weight. But we know like the big thing for weight gain is, is hormonal um, changes from eating like processed foods and stuff, right? Yeah. So if we just take out the weight loss component com- completely, like if you exercise, obviously you're going to lose weight, but um most of it comes down to food quality guys. But the other thing that's going on with, with children isn't just an obesity epidemic. It's, it's higher levels of depression we've ever seen. It's massive school shootings, um, anxiety. And then right now when we're filming this, we're still at the stay in, stay at home order. We're like, we're stuck inside and depression levels are through the roof. Anxiety levels are through the roof. And it's to me, like you owe it to yourself to regulate your hormones. You owe it to yourself to go out there and exercise and feel happier. If you're depressed, sure, you can drink some alcohol at nighttime 
and fuck up yourself and gain gain weight, get a hangover the next day, and it's a depressant. So you're drinking a depressant when you're depressed. It's probably going to make you more fucking depressed. Or you could drink some water at night and then work out the next morning and really take care and cure your own Feel depression. Yeah. yeah, cure your own anxiety. Feel better. Um, I think of us as animals. And in this book, it really breaks it down. Um, I have a dog. I'm a dog owner, a proud dog owner. And there's so many people that have a dog and they keep him inside. And they're like, I don't know why, but he keeps shitting and pissing everywhere. And he's so anxious. He has so much anxiety. And on top of that, he never listens to me. And I come home and he's eating my couch. He's eating my shoes, everything. Like, you got to know this dog was meant to run. It was meant to go exercise. It was meant to go play. And if you got a dog that exercises on a regular basis, usually you don't have a problem. Well, think about that same thing with a human. Coop that human up indoors all day. Don't let him exercise and see what happens. I'd be eating couches too, dude. Yeah, you'd be shredding <laughs> your shoes, freaking out. So you have to do, you have to exercise. There's no option not to. It's fun too get the hang of it. it might not be fun at first because you know you don't you probably don't know what you're doing but you gotta fail fast you gotta just uh you gotta get after it make make some sort of effort and you're just gonna get better each and every day definitely definitely so um when i was reading or rereading this book it, it really made me think um when you think about super successful people you think of like super successful, intelligent people, right? Like Elon Musk, Bill Gates, uh, Jeff Bezos, uh, throw out some more names, Mark Cuban. Uh, Shark Tank. Yeah. <laughs> like how many of these guys are obese? Yeah. Uh, how many of them are out of shape? Now, yeah. if you're a high performer and you're out of shape and you're not working on a regular basis, like Elon Musk was on Joe Rogan's podcast and he's talking about how he has his own personal trainer. He doesn't want to do it. He doesn't want to go work out, but he knows for like his chemical balance in his brain, for him to be like his superpower, he has to work out. He has to exercise. So he does it, gets it over with and goes on with his day. Um, and there's a lot of people that get that confused and like, well, I need to get more work done. I got to work more hours. I'm going to sacrifice sleep, right? Which we've talked about sleep and how, how powerful it is for fat loss and, and energy levels. I'm going to sacrifice sleep. I'm not going to work out. I'm not going to spend time with my kids. I'm just going to work, 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 work. How is that working for you right now? What if you changed it so that you became more productive during those hours and you didn't have to work as many of them? You got to enjoy life on top of that. But it all starts with that 20 minute investment. Yeah. And however you want to implement it, whether it's just maybe this week, after you listen to this episode, start off with just 10 minutes a day. And then the next week, bring it up to 20 minutes um, and just kind of like slowly get there. Or just schedule out a time slot of 20 minutes each day to, uh, to kind of force yourself that you know at that specific time you're you set aside 20 minutes to work out. So there's just so many different ways to, to implement it. You just got to stop thinking about it and um, go for it. Yeah. So 
we're going to go over all the excuses people have for not doing exercise and we're going to make sure we overcome them. So then there's literally, now you have all the facts. If you don't exercise, you're going to be dumber, more anxious and more depressed. Sounds like a trapped, caged, overweight dog in his house who is eating your shoes. That's basically going to be you. Sounds terrible. No one likes that dog. They feel bad for him. You don't want people to feel bad for you. So you know you have to exercise. So I'm going to throw you uh, some some of these uh, excuses that we like to say, Ross. And I want you to just overcome them lightning quickly. So first one, but I just don't have time. I have so much work to do. Everybody has so much work to do. Everybody works out. Stop crying about it. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> well, I don't know how. All right. Watch a YouTube video. How? Call Reset You. They'll teach you how. Mm. But I'm afraid of getting injured. All right. Call Reset You. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, Reset You is going to give me some free help? Yeah, they are. 100%. Oh, you just got to schedule a call with them. And they'll, nice. and they'll make sure you don't get hurt. But I don't have any workout equipment. Oh, good thing. You don't need any. That's awesome. You got your body. That's all you need. <laughs> Tons of body weight workouts out there that'll get you in shape. But I'm going to be sweaty and gross. Good. Good. <laughs> <laughs> then you can shower after. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but I'm going to be sore. I don't want to be sore. Sore is good. No pain, no gain. Uh, I think I'm running out of excuses now. They're great excuses. I actually, we hear them all the time. Yeah, I literally can't think of any more. So guys, if, if you, if you don't have any more excuses either, like, I guess the only thing you can do is, is go do cardio. Yeah. Um, and if you have an excuse, hit me with it and I'll, uh, I'll come up with something to make sure that I'm going to overcome that shit. It's going to be lame. Like the ones I came up with, but I'm going to make sure you work out. So if you're an intelligent person, we're going to leave it with this. I wanted to go over a little analogy that we use. Um, it's very persuasive to make you do exercise and work out. Um, so only listen to it. If you want to be persuaded into, into bettering yourself, but if you're an intelligent person, you're probably the most intelligent person in your elementary school class. Probably one of the most intelligent people in your high school class. And stuff probably came easy to you. And then you got into the real world or college where you were met with other people that are just as intelligent as you. Say these are the big leagues, right? And now you're competing every single day for, you know, if you run a business, you're competing against other businesses or other opportunities. If you're in a business, you're competing uh, against other coworkers to get a better raise or have more sales or have the next creative design that blows everybody away. So you're always competing, but you're competing with all these smart, intelligent people who are just as smart as you who busted their butt to get to where you are at. It's almost like a NASCAR race, right? And everybody like you might've been really, really good on your local track, but then when you get to the big leagues, every single driver is really good. Now, what separates these drivers, since they're all really good, is the vehicle they're driving around in. And ladies and gentlemen, you get one vehicle with life. You're riding around in it, you get this vehicle. Now, if your vehicle, if you're constantly in pain and you got lower back pain, you got neck pain, your shoulder hurts, 
and you're overweight and you're carrying too much weight, then your vehicle is basically riding around this track, racing against all these other professionals who have the same level of, of intelligence as you. Your vehicle's got a flat tire, sandbags in the back, and it's just not going to be optimized. How many races are you going to win with that vehicle when everybody else's vehicle is souped up? And sure, there might be somebody with a worse vehicle than you that you edge out. What is the point of this race, right? When you're this gifted, this intelligent, you're this smart, is the point of the race to, to come second to last or third to last? Or is it to win? If you're anything like I think you are because you listen to this podcast episode, it's probably to win. And if you want to win, doesn't matter how good you are of a driver, how good your brain is, or how intelligent you are. If you're racing that race and your vehicle doesn't help you, if your vehicle's not in top condition, top performance, optimized, you're never going to win. So spend 20 minutes on your vehicle. Oh.